This week in our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This week in our collective heads This week in our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Kevin, and I, well, Patrick is joined by me because I've been absent for the past couple of weeks due to various life things happening. But I am back now, and I'm life. really excited because we really haven't gotten to talk since E3 about no. all the stuff that happened. So, like, no, we haven't. I'm, I'm still kind of riding that excitement wave. Yeah, I enjoy um, that. I, I'm mostly riding the excitement wave. Uh, there are a few things that I'm really excited about, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things that I couldn't care less about and I could continue to ramble about. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put those aside for now because I'll ramble okay. later. Uh, let's well, talk. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and kick it off with uh, the backwards compatible games yeah. from Xbox. We have Major Nelson, uh, he tweets these out and they don't get a lot of attention, but we really appreciate that they're continuing to work to continuing to, to push these out, all these backwards compatible games because it's a really cool initiative. It really is, it really is. So, so this week we have Sensible World of Soccer which, which sounds like the lamest i mean uh, i'm not you know i'm not a soccer fan i'm not right. going to begrudge the game of soccer or anything but when people talk about soccer being boring you'd think mm -hmm. that you'd think that they shouldn't call the game the sensible world of soccer it should be something a little more exciting okay if, I, if i'm not mistaken uh -huh. sensible world of soccer is like uh you work as a manager managing uh, okay. a football team you're not even playing jeez yeah that's that's that okay, is yeah. past my level of dedication on soccer. <laughs> like, okay. the beautiful I, game and everything, but no. Yeah, nah, no good, no good. Uh, we also got a Grid Autosport, which, mm -hmm. um, more racing. Uh, I, I do yep. find it fun every time that I have to put one of these up. I have to search like crazy to find anything. For any racing game, I have to search like crazy to find anything that resembles gameplay footage, because usually... Yeah. It's just a bunch of close-ups of the glistening cars. And this is this is similar. Uh, we also got Fable Heroes, which I yes. did not play. Um, that was that was kind of an offshoot one, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, it's and not like part of the just something yeah. completely different. Correct. This does add uh, multiplayer, um, but it, it, it compl I mean, it's it's within the world of Fable, but it is not uh, it is not Fable proper. Right. Um, the, and the gameplay is completely different. The lore is, I guess, kind of there. If you want to call lore like Fable, <laughs> does Fable? Have, I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. Fable doesn't have that much lore. Um, no, it's 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 Fable is about your story, and multi a multiplayer mode misses the point of Fable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might as well just make it a MOBA. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but we do have we do have more positive news. We have the games with gold and PlayStation Plus games for this month. Yeah. Um, on games with gold, we have Assault Android Cactus, which honestly looks like a lot of fun. It it's, looks like a lot of fun. Stick shootery. Yeah. I bet so you wish I, you could play this. <laughs> well, it's out. It's out on uh, on Vita and okay. PS4. So, so, I think so if I grab like it there. It. You could. Yeah. You could. Yeah. That's true. We also got Death Squared, which mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to because it looks like an interesting puzzle game. Um, I don't know if it's going to be, it's going to have enough replayability in regards to the puzzles. Um, yeah. Some of these get really monotonous, even if you like puzzle games. So I'm curious to see how they how they take that and what direction they take this in. One thing that is encouraging to me is is even in the, the little bit of footage we've seen, yeah. is there seems to be some physics-based puzzling. Yeah. And I really like that. Yeah, I do like too. Uh, I, I love physics-based puzzles because a lot of that gets very intuitive. I mean, you don't mm -hmm. really have to worry. Um, some people have trouble uh, with the more logistic ones uh, where yeah. you're you're planning like three or four moves ahead, yeah. which is completely understandable. Um, but I think that the physics-based puzzles are easier for everyone to comprehend because we yeah. all live in a world that has physics. <laughs> so I think that it really is easier to grasp those concepts and play it uh, without having to pour too much time into understanding the minutia. So right. that's good. So we'll see which one this is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so on the 360, we also got, uh, we got Splinter Cell Conviction and Virtual Fighter 5. Yeah. Um, it's, when I think of Virtual Fighter, I think of like back in the arcades, like 
Virtual Fighter 2. Same here. That's that's my jam. That was when everybody else was talking about uh, Tekken. Like yeah. I was playing Virtual Fighter because um, I know I, I know like we we outage some of some gamers nowadays. We're not we're not like the old men or anything, but. Uh, in elementary school, I would go to like go to the arcade, like an actual arcade, yeah. And um, and they had uh, Mortal Kombat and a bunch of other games. And when they got Virtua Fighter, it just blew everybody's mind because yeah. you could you could sidestep and backstep and front step, and it would rotate the camera, and it threw yeah. everyone off because you were used to playing on that two D plane. Um, well, and like it's 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 a different kind of risk reward system when somebody can do more than just block. Where where an, an out of place attack can really put you in danger of being countered. Exactly. And that was that was just a really interesting system that they did very very well. Very very well. Yeah. And I haven't played this one, so I look forward to playing it. Um, I am I like fighters more than I like racing games, even if I'm not very good at them. Uh, so I, hey, look I'm, at that. You don't have to play any racing games this month. Uh, do I not? No, I don't. No, none. It's been so long. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> uh, but I cannot wait for this because Heavy Rain for PlayStation yeah. for PlayStation Plus. Heavy Rain is on, and this is the PS4 version. So you it's didn't nice. get to play Heavy Rain, did you? I did not. So I'm really I, glad I you get to play this. I know some things, but I haven't had like the entire story spoiled. So I'm I'm really looking forward to going through my journey and yes. you know coming back to people who played this game years ago and be like, oh, this is this was really good. And they're like, I, yes, yeah. we know. We, we do, played it a decade ago. I really encourage, like, if you've, if you've not played the Heavy Rain, I do encourage you uh, to get in at least two hours or so. Before, okay. Like, because you, you need, like, I'd say at least two hours where, the, where I feel like the story opens up because the first, I don't know, it depends on how you play it, but the first day is very tutorial. I'm sure yeah, you've I've, seen that. I've, I played, I played the first, I played for like 20 minutes or something, mm -hmm. and, and I, I I got dressed, I took a shower, yep. and I walked around the table or something. Like, I, I, I wasn't quite engaged yet. Yeah, that's your, that's your tutorial. Uh, and then that's what I meant. You need to kind of get in there a little bit because okay. this is a, the, 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 the uh, gameplay in this game is very different than what people were used to. Now yeah. we have Telltale and other games that are, uh, that are changing. Uh, and, and in my opinion, Telltale kind of took a lot from this more quick time e but yeah. the idea of oh you want to do this okay you need to go like up and to the left or however your motion yeah. is um but it, it in my opinion it's one of it's one of my favorite games in regards to storytelling and it does have branching stories where um i i think there's only a few places you can actually fail and die but for yeah. the most part you, you you messing up doesn't screw up the story your story continues and that's that's one of the things that I'm I'm really looking forward to, um, just just feeling that kind of tension of okay if I if I mess this up I don't get to just you know reload my last save. Yes. So I, I like the idea of, of permanent consequences. Yes. Yeah. Permanent consequences. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Yeah. But <laughs> moving on, we have Absolver, which is from Devolver Digital, and it is one of the strangest fighting games I've ever seen, and I'm I'm excited about playing it. Yeah. Um. This is so. This is the isn't this online? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is this is like uh, it's it's like three D wandering around and a fighter. Gotcha. And multiplayer. So, that, so that it's it's just a whole bunch of it's a whole bunch of ideas kind of crammed together that I've never seen crammed together in that particular yeah. arrangement before. So be cool. I'm I do excited. like kung fu. I do like kung fu, so it'll be cool. We got a uh, we got Rayman three as well, um, which yeah. I can't even remember how many Rayman games we've been given now, and I'm not really complaining. Uh, but I think we have, I don't know, four. Yeah. Uh, on. But see, um, Rayman Three is is actually one of the 3D ones, and yes. I prefer the side scrollers. Yeah. The, yeah. And I I prefer the side scrollers as well. Um, in regards to Rayman games, uh, I yeah. think they were trying to go very Banjo Kazooie with this, which is not a bad direction to go in. Yeah. Uh, but just not what they really needed in this case. Uh, we also got Deception Four: The Nightmare Princess. Of course, that old gem that I've never heard of. Yeah, and uh, this is so Japanese. Yeah. Like, like just in so many different ways, and I may have to fire up the PS3 to try this out because it's 
it's just so bonkers. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to. I don't even know. I guess we'll put words into it during the uh, review. <laughs> we will indeed. Yeah. Uh, also, Space Overlords on the Vita. Mm-hmm. Which, which is kind of a, a planet management sim. Mm-hmm. I think it looks fun. Yeah. Those, those can be fun. Um, then we also have Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma, which is the, I believe it's the fourth of the Nonary games. I believe so. Uh, I um, it was third or fourth. But... Yeah, I've I, I played several of them, uh, several hours in, and they, they are consistently interesting. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate that this, that this got brought over here. And if I'm not mistaken, this also got remastered uh, for the PS4, so there's a possibility that might be playable on your PS4. We'll have to that check on that. Be, that could be really cool. Um, I think is this this is the one where they're like they're all captured and that thing forces them yes. to do stuff, right? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and they're and they're all trying to escape, and there's there's number puzzles and environmental puzzles, and you're trying to figure out the motives of the people at the same time because you've just been thrown in here with eight other randos, hmm. all of whom have interesting personalities, and it's 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 really a delight to play. I, I like amazing. I like watching it develop. That sounds very up my alley because I'm just I watch. I'm not joking. You probably watch four or five horror movies a week. Yeah. So this that sounds like something I really enjoy. <laughs> Which is why I recommended it to you when I bought it on sale a year oh, and a half did? ago. I absolutely told you to play this. I forgot. <laughs> so next up, we have something that is very exciting. Personally, up my alley, um, we're getting a Binding of Isaac card game. Um, yes. it's, it, uh, McMillan's been teasing this for a couple of weeks now, and I've, I've just been getting more and more excited. Um, he, he said, you know, it's, it's related to Isaac. It's something I've never done before. And it's been really, it's been really fun to, to hear him describe, uh, how he lays all this out. And, um, Kickstarter has gotten a bad rep in a lot of situations, but I feel like the card games are consistently, they consistently deliver because most of the work for a card game isn't coming up with concepts, yes. the, the play set, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so this one, he already has all that laid out. Like they've already started play testing it. And so the, the money that they were looking for, which was initially 50,000 um, is to, is just basically to get it printed. Yeah. And they, they have soared over the top of that. Last time I checked, they were at over a thousand percent funded. And I'm so excited about this. That's amazing. I would love I would absolutely love to um, to, you know, be a part of these kind of groups. I know that yeah. uh, and it really sucks because like a friend of mine in Texas is like playtesting a game and he's possibly like he, he messaged uh, he put on Facebook, he's like, Hey, is anybody interested in playtesting with me this weekend? And he was gonna order like beers and pizza and uh, and that sounds just, awesome. I'm like that sounds great and I and I can't because flights aren't <laughs> flights aren't that cheap. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> flights but are yeah, cheap, like, but like, not that cheap. We yeah. we for those of you who may not have heard this before, it's not something we talk about a lot. But but we are we're tremendous fans of of tabletop gaming and and just all the different creativity that goes into that can be really fascinating. And I, I, I'm absolutely going to, to buy this. I haven't decided on the 60 or the $75 tier, Yeah. but I'm absolutely getting this. And next time you're in town. Yes, yeah. we have to play it. Um, I'm considering kickstarting it, but I don't know yet. I think I should do it just to support them because I yeah. love tabletop gaming and because it's something interesting, kind of like exploding kittens or whatever. I just yeah. don't know how the, how the learning curve is gonna be on this because a lot of tabletop games Depending on the tabletop game, some of them have a very have a steeper learning curve. Where like yeah. Munchkin is like very easy to to, to play with I, anybody. I, I think this will be mostly. Um, I think it's it, it is considerably more complex than Munchkin. Yeah. But um, most of it is going to most of the gameplay happens out in the open, and it's the the four people that are playing, yeah. either backstabbing each other or helping each other or things like that. And so sure. most of a lot of the gameplay and the variance is going to come from how the people around you choose to play. Sure, sure. I just don't mean like is the rule set going to be very like more complex like Magic: The Gathering, where it not, turns off people. Not that know. intense. Not that intense. But there, it's it's basically like you read the card description, and you'll know how to use it. That's okay. I'm okay with that. So yeah, yeah. Um, next up, we have Overwatch's endorsement side effects. Um, I, I don't know how well you've been following this one. I know that you can endorse and cheer for people, but that's 
that's all I really know about it. Okay, this has nothing to do with that. So, um, the endorsement system is basically at the end of at the end of a match, you say if this person was a good communicator. Like you can you can give kind of oh, okay. basically like props. You you were a good teammate and you you helped me and you were you were nice and considerate. And okay. so the idea is people who are nice and considerate will be grouped together with other people who are nice and considerate. And so like you you actually climb tiers in politeness. I guess, and um, it there are so few environments um, as toxic, honestly, as online multiplayer. Like yeah. even amongst your own team, like there's a lot of people who yell at people or, or like just horrible language, and so that's, a lot of people yeah. choose not to participate in it. Yeah, that's why Whitney doesn't play online games. Like yeah, it's one as, of the especially, reasons. Yeah, especially if you're if you're a woman yeah. or have an accent or yeah. anything like that. Like if yeah, she's like I want to have a, fun. I don't want to deal with that. So yeah, and so one interesting thing that I hadn't really considered, but I talked to uh, Twitch Mad, Bad Moon Pie. She was saying that, that what basically what she's seen is that um, even if people are like faking being nice, it's a heck of a lot better than than anything else. And she said that she was encouraged to go back into voice chat where she hadn't been for a very long time. And Overwatch is a game that depends on communication. Yeah. yeah. And so I see this as a really positive move by Blizzard yeah. to to advance and and the concept that, that niceness should be rewarded and the more we can work together, the more people we can bring on board and have fun. Yeah, yeah, and it is important, and I agree. It, it especially with with, gay, with uh, women being such a large part of, uh, of the community, and it's one thing that I absolutely love about going to conventions or playing online, is seeing more and more women at, like out and, and you know, geeking out with us. Um, well, I actually don't, I... yeah, go ahead. Well, I actually went to a uh, um, this weekend, and it was it was interesting how my views have changed because uh, I went over to take a, a picture with a roadhog, and I was like, "Hey, could I please get a picture with you?" She was like, "Yes," and I was like, "May I put my arm around you?" Yeah. And asking asking that is yeah. is not difficult, but it's not something that I used to do. It was just like, "Oh, we're posing together," and it was it was really cool to to kind of understand and I could tell that she appreciated it too. Yeah. And so when you're interacting with cosplayers, just yeah. ask. Yeah, exactly. Just ask, I, can, I, can I do this? What are you comfortable with? And it's and this is kind of the same thing, but yeah. for vocals. Exactly. So, and I yeah. and I'll admit I forget to do that. Thankfully I haven't had any had any problems. Yeah. But I I do I have I sometimes forget to do that because um you know I, I to me, like putting my arm around someone's shoulder, I'll put it this way: if they're clothed, yeah, then I then I I don't even think about it. I don't even, I forget about it. If they're not clothed, then my my hand is going to touch skin for some reason or another. And that that I, was that was I, one I of the particular reasons exactly. I asked because she had like a, a kind of a jacket up here, sure. but it was going to be sure. like skin on skin contact. I do so. need to be better about asking in general. I think it's because I don't think about it because um, you know, call I know that. I know what I'm about, and I know what I'm going to do. But yeah. you never know what the other person—if the other person has like social anxiety, or if they're, you know, if they um, have body dysmorphia or whatever—where they're like, I don't feel comfortable with that. Um, yeah. And in that case, don't do the hover hand. Just, just don't. <laughs> just, just like give like thumbs up, and that's all you need. Um, yeah. Don't do the hover hand because then you just look weird. Ask, and that's it. Uh, but I, I think that. Um, I, I first of all, I'm very, very happy for future um, nerds and current nerds who are going through like middle school and high school, because not only are their interests out and accepted, but they can find other people who who like these things via the internet, yeah. and conventions and everything. But it's it's completely acceptable for for a for a woman or a high school girl or whatever to enjoy a said fandom, and then. You know, to, to me, basically, I'm just going to wrap it up by saying we need to nurture this. I mean, there's no, absolutely the, the toxic and to me, I, I don't want to use the word toxic masculinity. It's just toxicity, really, in general. Yeah. Um, and I understand this isn't a boys club. It never was a boys club. The girls just didn't want to talk about it before. Yeah. Now that they're talking about it, why would you not want to include them? Like, yeah. I don't see any downside to this. They, they have different, I mean, 
everything from point of view to maybe you meet someone that you really like. My one of my coworkers uh, met his wife playing World of Warcraft. Yep. I mean, there's there's no downside to this. So quit being a dick. Uh, <laughs> so I'll just end it with that. Um, I'm glad that I'm glad that more people are being nice. Speaking of you know. Speaking of more people and the history of gaming, the NES Classic has returned. It's back in stock at yeah. uh, ThinkGeek, Best Buy, and GameStop, I believe. Exactly. So if you can get one, go get one if that's what you want to do. Um, on, I mean, if if you even if you're thinking about getting one for uh, for a Christmas present for somebody, go ahead and you know try to grab it now. Grab it whenever you know if you can find it. Uh, I know that Amazon sold out yeah. pretty quickly. Uh, you can go Amazon UK is still selling them. There's a, a little bit of an upcharge on that, uh, yeah. but I mean uh, you could. Well, hmm? well, I do know for a fact that uh, Alex Putin, the guy who who wrote the, our intro music, yeah, um, he actually got one. He wasn't able to get one last time, and I'm really excited for him. Very happy. He just walked into a Walmart too, and boom, there yeah. you go. Um, I, I need to check the one uh, here and see if there's one. Mm -hmm. Um, there's there's kind of a rumor that's that's been floating around and I, I feel like it's granted credence you're Legend breaking it. up you're breaking up uh, what was that a rumor what um there's there's been a rumor that it has enough credence now that we can go ahead and l at least introduce it so that completely astonished if it does happen yeah yeah and uh, the rumor is that Google is gonna get into the console market uh, which <sighs> I think will be interesting, um, yeah. and uh, I have my own thoughts on on the upsides and downsides to it. I'll, I want to hear yeah. yours first because I've because I've yeah I've I got my own ideas, but I kind of want to hear what you're thinking. Yeah, um, one of my main things is that I really don't want um, like we 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 talk a lot about about market management and stuff and like how how steam how poorly steam does it mm -hmm. um i feel like the google app store is very similar to that and i think that there's going to be a lot of i think that they will push for quantity over quality as far as the games that they encourage yeah yeah i would completely agree um my view on it is it's going to be something uh that is very open like like the uh, the android store yep. um but one thing that i one thing that i think that they will do very well Okay. is integration in regards to uh, the home entertainment center, if you will. Yeah. It's what Xbox really tried to nail down and say, hey, we are the uh, device to have. You can have this device and it does uh, all your streaming. It, do it, 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 has it does ridiculous all the things. It does, though. It has so many apps on it. Um, it. It's easy for developers to develop an app for it. Like, we have Spectrum uh, has an app on there. Like, every there's so many apps in regards to, I mean, yes, smart TVs have um, Hulu and Netflix, sure. Uh, there are a lot of them that, that are not on, uh, if you're not one of those big uh, providers, you may not be on um, on the you know smart TVs uh, app store, yeah. Xbox has a ton. So I think that Google, you're going to see even more of that. You're going to see more integration. Google Home also, um, you know, is is a big deal, and I think you could see a lot of integration in regards to that. I mean, we're talking about if you have a console similar to an Xbox, um, with a an online store similar to what we're seeing, how what Nintendo is doing right now, which I yeah. think is phenomenal in regards to indies. If you could see something that would have that those type of indies, hopefully, you know, cultivated in one way or another, yeah. uh, and integration with Google Home, uh, with has to have a 4K DVD player. I'm sorry, it has to have a 4K DVD player at this point. Uh, a DVD, a regular DVD player would be okay either way, but. To be able to stream, uh, to be able to use the voice commands like uh, yeah. that that Google's using on that would be amazing. Uh, especially people who have an Android phone, you already yeah. have a built-in remote because you can just have you know they can have an app that runs off that. I think it could be really game-changing in regards to the console market. But yeah. I agree. I agree with you though. The um, the games need to be there. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to buy it. Okay. I may buy it when it comes out, just because it's it's Google and it may it's probably gonna be really good. But I need to know a lot about this to understand: is this something that's gonna be worth it for, for the average person? They yeah. they Google does not need to go niche for this. They need to they need to say this is the thing 
uh, you, you can have an Xbox and PlayStation, whatever. You need to have this. And that's yeah. what they need to do. Yeah. The home of the I'm, future. <laughs> I'm also curious if they'll do uh, something like when my, when Microsoft came to the console market, mm-hmm. they, they sold their first box at a considerable loss. Yeah in order to get into the market. And I think that Google will probably do something like that because they have they have so many other sources of revenue that they can nurture this in its infancy. I, I agree, totally. Google should do it. If you're listening, because Google's always listening, need to sell it, <laughs> need to sell it at a slight loss, get it into everybody's homes, and then they'll buy stuff via your app store. That's how it works. Yes. It's totally worth it. Yeah. Um, we did get uh, a statement from Sean Layton on crossplay. There's been a lot more pressure mm-hmm. um, as we've seen like Minecraft on the Switch and the Xbox and the and with Fortnite, everybody's playing together. Uh, Switch, Xbox, phone, and PC, everybody's playing except some. Yes, yes. And I am I'm so glad that we're getting this pressure on on Sony. Absolutely. Because Sony. We, we, we give Nintendo a bad, uh, really hard time in regards to playing like they're in the in the uh, 20th century. Yeah. Um, but Sony is doing a lot of that as well. I mean, they're they're winning the console war, if you will. But when it comes to multiplayer gaming, uh, the it's just horrible that that Sony's out on this island. Yeah. Yeah. And the comments on them, they were saying they were looking into it, right? They were, or they were. Um, he said that it's it's something that they think a lot about. Yeah, yeah, that's what. And it was. I was, it, it's basically what I'm saying is keep the pressure up, yep. keep tweeting at PlayStation, being like, hey, we want to, we want to play with them too. Yeah, keep the. I mean, pressure I'm not on. pointing specifically no. at Patrick, but you know, keep the pressure on. Keep keep the narrative tight, because this is what we this is what we need to concentrate on. And then maybe we'll be able to change our names. <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy. Why not just do it? Um, yeah. Um, so speaking of things that are very easy, mm-hmm. Halo TV show coming yeah. to Showtime. Um, this Why this not? has been something that's been like when the Xbox One launched, they had a bunch of, of shows and movies and things that they were going to do, and they just never materialized. Yeah. But Showtime has gone ahead and, and set up the funding basically all the things are aligned and they're saying this show is coming in 2019 so and i'm really happy because as for there are a lot of intellectual properties that that can translate to you know to a tv show to film what have you halo is one that i think can do pretty well there's enough lore and backstory um, that you can tell you can retell these stories that have been told in the games uh, and it can work out really well. Uh, I also like that they're doing this as a TV show uh, because, uh, first of all, you can you can um, stretch out the narrative a little bit more. You don't have to shoehorn in a bunch of exposition while people are trying to, to catch up uh, people who are the big fans of Halo. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I think is a big drawback when it comes to movies. You have a movie like, for instance, let's say Tomb Raider. Uh, we all know who Lara Croft is, but when you have a, have a Tomb Raider movie, they have to go, hmm, people don't know about Lara Croft. Let's spend 45 minutes telling you who she is. Yeah. I think one of the other things is that they won't... Um, Halo tends to give a, a good overarching story. Yes. But uh, the moment-to-moment, a lot of times... Um, they'll, they'll, I mean, it's a video game. They have to have combat every 30 seconds. Like you can only spend so long on cutscenes and things. And so I think the stories they'll be able to tell in the show will be much more complex. And I look forward to that. Do you think that the, um, the stories that they're going to tell will be, uh, from a single perspective, very similar to something like an Uncharted? Or do you think that they would branch out and do more uh, like Gears of War, where it's about a squad? I think that's probably. I think they're probably going to do something like that. Yeah, because um, like Red Team, Blue Team, like mm-hmm. you know, and then like uh, Locks Team versus. I mean, Master Chief is usually solo, but they've been doing a lot more focusing lately on on squad based stuff and like mm-hmm. uh, uh, I forget the name of the mode, but like the the big massive firefight. Yeah. Um, they, but yeah, but they've been they've been focusing in the story a lot on on squads and groups of people, and so it makes sense for them to to follow a particular squad or even multiple squads in in a a similar planetary battle. Mm-hmm. I agree. So you can you can go all the way out to the outer rim. Anyway, that's coming in twenty nineteen, and we don't know much more than that. But I'm excited about it, and I'm excited about them getting uh, Showtime funding. 
Yes. Like Showtime, Showtime is a is a is a channel. You know, they've got the deep pockets that that you they need do. to do sci-fi proper. And everyone is going to try to find the next Game of Thrones. Yes. Everyone. This is not, this is not going to be the next Game of Thrones, but yeah. it can be. But it's going to be really entertaining. Um, yeah. I also find it funny that everyone's trying to buy up different George R. R. Martin properties, like his older books and stuff. Yeah. Like they're like, yeah. there's got to be some gold here. <laughs> okay. For those, if if any of those people are are watching slash listening, uh, Ice Dragon, Fever Dream, anime, um, live action movie. Really? Yeah. Fever, Fever Dream is an, is an excellent story and a retelling of a particular horror trope, and I really enjoyed it. Ooh. I think you would too. Uh, yeah, vampires. Yeah, I do like that. So, so, so I was struggling uh, to be like, does anyone get it yet? <laughs> but so, uh, speaking of of uh, management and logistics and some of the horrible things that happen. Uh, Amy Hennig has apparently not been used by EA since January. She left that office then, and she's working on starting her own independent studio. So her game got canceled, then she got, then she left the company. I, I don't know the details, but she left the company. Basically, Amy Hennig has been kept from doing anything that lasts for two and a half years. I don't understand. I, I honestly don't either. So I did look. I did look into this a little bit. I'm sure you did as well. Yeah. Um, apparently, the the gist of what I what I understand of, of this is um, they felt that her direction was mm-hmm. too sit too um, too linear. Yeah. You hired Amy Hennig. That, and th- there's nothing wrong with linear games. I mean, Last yeah. of Us is an amazing game. Last of Us 2 looks it looks incredible. Um, I mentioned Uncharted. I love the Uncharted games. Sometimes I just want to have an adventure. Take me on a ride. Yeah. And, 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 and it's fine. She's, she's been doing this and is well recognized as one of the best in the bids best in the business yeah. as far as taking us on those on those one emotional roller colors yeah. two spectacle pieces like yes. you you feel like this is such a big thing and that's perfect for Star Wars that universe is so vast there is so much to tell um and i feel like i feel like uh, i feel the same way about Star Wars as i do about uh Friday the 13th the uh, mm-hmm. t- the uh, movie not the tv series the okay. movie series because what it is to be a Star Wars fan is to have watched the movies and then you have this feeling about Star Wars and the world and the things that you like are a piece from this movie and a piece from this movie and a piece from this movie usually all those are out of Empire Strikes Back but there are other things that people you know people enjoy and they'll nitpick they're like I really like this and I like this yeah and that's how Friday the Thirteenth is, because, like, if you watch, if you if you want to sit someone down and say, "What Star Wars movie do I watch?" You could argue about that Empire or or A New Hope. I think if you're, if you're watching one, yeah, A New Hope, one, because that's a that's a self-contained story. It's a self-contained story. But then you have other people who are like, "Ah, oh, but then you're gonna miss this and this and this." So you could sit someone down and watch the first Friday the Thirteenth movie. Mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees isn't even in it. Yep. So it's like there's, but at the same time, all the tropes of, except for the, actually no, the, I think that's in the first one as well. Like almost all the tropes are in the first one, except the killer is not Jason. He pops up like in a very brief moment. And then the second movie, he's in there, but doesn't have a hockey mask. The third movie, it's the hockey mask. You're like, oh, do I watch the third movie? Well, the third movie is kind of trash because it's a 3D movie. Let's get back to video games. Okay, Friday the 13th video game now. Friday, Friday the <laughs> We already talked about that. Let's talk about Bioware. So so this is this is what happens when we record late. We get a lot more giggly. And we haven't talked uh, in a while. Yeah. But yeah, so so that was that was really difficult. But um, something that's really encouraging, uh, Bioware is, is looking to to make small experimental games. And yeah. I really like that idea because um, I love Bioware's storytelling, but um, honestly the Iron Man simulator doesn't really do it for me. Anthem is not <sighs> something that I intend to play because I don't do the the whole online and shooty thing. I might try it, but it really doesn't seem to be my type of game. And so I like the idea of them putting putting their storytelling 
into small experimental things. I agree. I will red box uh, Anthem. I will okay, red box I'll, this I'll game. Tell you what, when you yep. do that, let me know, and I okay. will also red box it. Yeah, because I, I think that this game could be fun. I don't know if it's for me. I don't know if I have the time. Because a lot of the multiplayer games, the other thing that, that people don't talk about this when they talk about multiplayer games. Yeah. I have to, I, and they actually, actually, let me rephrase that. They actually mentioned it, called it out. It was very accurate in the Division Two um, quasi gameplay bit, and they were okay. talking. And one person's like, "Dude, you really need to level up." I don't know, like, and that's how it is. Whenever I play online games, I play MMOs or play online games. Yeah. I, I, if you don't play as much as somebody else, then you lag behind, and it's a whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. I yeah. don't like that. I want to play at my own leisure. I want. To, I've got a lot of things going on. When I play the game, I want to enjoy it. Um, yeah. And a game that uh, is dependent on me playing regularly to keep up with my friends. Uh. Uh-uh. So I hope that Anthem isn't like that. I hope that Anthem still like in some way scales so I can still have fun with people. Um, yeah. So we will red box that and let you know. Um, if unless there's a demo, a beta, like a beta weekend, we'll hit that too. I mean, Bioware does that. Uh, frequently, so I can see that happening. I would be okay with that. Um, one thing that I don't know how to feel about, though, is AI playing video games. Oh, I am stoked about this. This might be the first match I ever watch. Oh, really? Well, um, I guess that was, that was my other thing I was going to say is, uh, who cares about Dota? Yeah, I <laughs> I mean, millions of people, but I'm, I'm, I'm not one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either, uh, so... Uh, the uh, Elon Musk's uh, team, AI team, uh, has, and this is not the first time they've done this, they actually, uh, their AI beat, last year beat their, uh, the top Dota 2 competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, in a one-on-one match. In one-on-one, yeah. And so uh, the, the interesting thing to me about this is though they're, they're bringing out a new AI, this is OpenAI 5, um, and named, named after it because it has five neural networks. It has. It Which plays. Is amazing. The, the amazing thing to me is every day, it is playing a hundred and eighty years worth of matches against itself to yeah. learn. Um, which, in doing so, it's learning the the minute details and the nuances to be a better player. And, and attempting new strategies, yeah. seeing if okay, if I if I do this now. And one of the really fascinating things about it to me was that it said that um, that the the AI would frequently make short term sacrifices for long term benefits. Yeah, and, and it's something that's really hard for people to understand the the concept of if you're yeah. if you're if you're just getting into to uh, that type of game. Uh, like Magic the Gathering, if you if you play uh, uh, if you play any black, um, it's very much sacrificial because black magic is you know you, you sacrifice your life or other things. Yeah. But at the same time, you may gain something really big, and it's learning what strategies work well against other strategies, so it yeah. can it can see what you're doing and then and then play accordingly. I don't know how to feel about this. But I guess from a from a standpoint of look how amazing ai is that's really yeah. cool. fantastic it's, it's also terrifying i'm not going to deny that terrifying um i just i will watch i will watch it to see how the ai does yeah but and and i i like it from that from that standpoint now if there was an if there was a uh, a future where yeah 30, 40 years from now, where you have a bunch of AIs playing games against each other, I couldn't yeah. care less. I yeah. could not care less. I need that human element. Um, I mean, uh, even the Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, what was that called? Uh, Real Steel? Like, even yeah. that movie, they had to go, well, we should have someone playing with the robots. Because otherwise, if it's just robots fighting each other, I don't care. <sighs> yeah. yeah. That, was, that was bad. A little bit. You know what else is bad? Hmm. Fortnite. No, now Fortnite on Fortnite overall is not bad, but Fortnite uh, has come out with a playground uh, practice mode. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, practice mode, which was out for about an hour. Yep, and then it's it, gone. And it's gone. Yep, and it's gone. Uh, and I, I'm using um, Ninja's uh, footage over here because I'm sure everybody watches Ninja. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool about Fortnite is this mode. It allows you to play for an hour before the game actually starts. 
before before the actual match starts. So you can go build stuff, mess around, and have fun without uh, without having to deal with you know other people shooting you. Um, I'm assuming yeah. I'm assuming that it works that that it works uh, where they can't shoot you. Uh, if have you played Fortnite? I can't remember if you played Fortnite. Yes, for okay. about. 20 minutes okay so like the like the very beginning right when you're starting you can like run around and you can't hurt each other and okay. i'm assuming i haven't played because i can't play practice mode i'm assuming you can't shoot each other so it's just hey let's go build some stuff let's go have fun i think that's cool i think that's really yeah. cool um because that allows for that type of for for practice um yeah. i i'm glad that it still has some type of timer um I would like there to be some type of practice mode, practice sandbox mode, where you can jump in and just just practice by yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's in the single player stuff because I haven't paid money for any of it, but um, I think it's cool that it's in there. Uh, I don't know what bugs are in there that caused them to pull it, but uh, it's crazy that it's still not available. <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah. It's nuts to me. It's completely nuts. Um, speaking of Fortnite, though, uh, PUBG's dropped the lawsuit against Fortnite. Which yes. is great because it was it was crap. Well, it was it was also going to be a, a severe test because um, the case was being was would have been tried in South Korea, and oh. number one, um, uh, what's the name of the basically the PUBG Corporation or whatever is actually based in South Korea. Yeah, where Fortnite is an American team, mm -hmm. and there was there was a lot of fear that this would set up a situation where there would be a lot of home field advantage for mm -hmm. PUBG, and it might get passed, and then it would have to be enforced across. Notifications it, it, everywhere at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so that it was kind of scary, and I'm really glad that it got dropped. Yeah, I'm glad that it got dropped. It's also to me, uh, it's not as clear. In my opinion, it's not as easy to understand and finger pointing as the Westworld simulation. It's yeah. very easy for you to go, yeah, that's that's Fallout Shelter. Well, um, particularly with the bugs showing up, and I, I think you mentioned this on the show, uh, the fact that the same bug showed up in Westworld as had been in an earlier version of Fallout Shelter. It's like, okay, clearly. <laughs> if there's one thing that Bethesda knows, it's bugs. They that really is know absolutely bugs. true. Um, I... I commend Bethesda. I know that I know that their bugs are, are notorious, um, but I commend Bethesda for the for the scope that they bring into these games, and uh, and I love that I love that they make fun of themselves. Yeah. They make fun of themselves. Oh. Todd Howard made fun of that in front of everybody at, at E3. I loved that. Apparently, there yeah. are bugs in our games. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was fun, and like yeah. like you said, they they are consistently going in like wild directions and and the the immersiveness of the worlds that they manage to create when they're working are pretty mind-blowing yeah and I, I i really appreciate the the links to which they're trying to stretch i agree i agree love it absolutely love it mm -hmm. uh speaking of things that i appreciate though um this is just a brief uh, update on some sales of some games that we we really appreciated and are really happy to see succeed. Um, Hellblade uh, reached a million copies sold across PlayStation and Xbox. Um, and I mean, Ninja Theory is now owned by Microsoft, so whatever they put out next will not be on PlayStation most likely. But I'm really glad that this that this really important game yeah um, was picked up by so many. Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad that, like, like you said, more, more people are playing this because this is proving that the games don't have to be either indie or AAA. There yeah. is a marketplace in between of yeah. of varying um, styles, of varying ways of storytelling. And this is a very interesting, uh, interesting game. If you haven't played uh, played it, I highly encourage you to check it out because it's everywhere now. It is everywhere except for Switch. Indeed, but what is on Switch is Hollow Knight. Which Holiday sold two hundred fifty thousand copies in the first two weeks it was on the store. Not bad for a for a little title that could, right? I mean, yeah. Um, the other thing about this, and I'm part of the reason that I'm actually mentioning this on the show is to recommend it. Um, I'm about two or three hours into it, mm -hmm. um, and I am having a wonderful time. The other thing, this game is only fifteen dollars. That's my next question. And fifteen bucks—that's not bad. How many yeah, hours have you put into it? Uh, I, I've put about three. Apparently, it's like a 40 to 60 hour game wow. at least. Okay. And we're getting free DLC whenever it gets released. Wait. 
I was gonna say I played. Um, I already forgot the name of it. The uh, Bloodstained. Uh, yeah, Bloodstained Castle. Yeah, yeah, Castlevania yeah. clone thing. Uh, I played that, beat it, and that was ten bucks. Mm-hmm. But I think I put in two or three hours on it. But yeah. it was really fun, and there's a lot more that I can do. Like that was me playing on the easy mode. So I'm... the the really fun thing that they that they managed to do in this, and from what I'm hearing, seems to be something that they're doing in Mega Man 11, is is kind of a one to one conversion of the feel of the game that we know. And uh, and somebody was saying uh, that it's really really wonderful to sit down and feel familiarity with a game you've never played. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And that, that's what helps these kind of games. If, if it's a new game, you need something to hook you. Yeah. And concepts are great to hook you, but you need the gameplay to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Really do, really do. That's what games are about. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, of gameplay and, and the games and being concise, Nintendo is talking about a possible successor to the 3DS. Yep. They have That's one. a thing. They have one. <laughs> yes. However, I, I I actually came up with a counter argument to because okay, Patrick and I feel the same on this. It's like, no, switch, you nailed it. Stay here with us, Nintendo. Digital cartridge, it's home, it's portable, it's everything. Yeah, so it, kind it, of counter it argument. really is fantastic. Devil's advocate, um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. So you're, pl- you're playing devil's advocate here, trying to have, have a counter playing, argument. Playing devil's advocate, uh-huh. um, one of the things that has been really impressive about Nintendo over the last 30 years mm-hmm. is um, the way that they have managed to innovate with the console hardware itself. Mm-hmm. Like they've been able to come up with ideas um, like motion control and like this, what we now recognize uh, just being able to to move the controller in different directions and have that do different things sure um they nintendo is a a fantastic innovator in the field of consoles themselves and the place whatever the place next playstation is whatever the next xbox is it will be basically the same box with the same thing but faster and so i like the idea of nintendo having multiple areas to experiment with so that they can stay healthy at the same time as they can make substantial uh pushes into experimental territory i i I can completely see your point on that and i I do agree that uh that i mean nintendo's innovation and i love that reggie will bring this up to people when when they talk about you know people talking about nintendo not being a big player uh nintendo started rumble Nintendo uh, and mm-hmm. Nintendo started so many things that are shoulder used. buttons, shoulder buttons, analog stuff. So, there's so many things. Like every single time, Nintendo tries to innovate, and people are like, "Oh, motion controls uh, that doesn't really." And then, okay, yeah, but the same the ideas that they used with like Wii Motion Plus were then used in others. There's so, there's like a, lo- a huge list of things that Nintendo's innovated. Like you yeah. said, PlayStation's gone. Let's make it faster. Let's make it faster. Um, I, I, I do agree. But if if I were Nintendo, in regards to innovating, do you think the handheld market's really the place to innovate, though? I mean, yeah. I would think I would think that it, I, I would completely agree with you if the news was Nintendo is looking for a Wii U successor that will compete <laughs> that will compete with um, a Wii or Wii U successor that will actually that that will be more on the lines of a PS4. Yeah. Uh, I would completely agree with you on that because then I could say, oh, what, what's, what is Nintendo going to do with a home console with that power? Are they going to bring in some type of motion? Are we going to deal? Are we going to have some type of, um, uh, what are the, uh, is it Oculus? The really interesting like uh, controllers that, uh, that has the thing. It has like an analog stick here and it has like a hoop. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's the Vive. Actually. The Vive. Okay. So the Vive, like there's all these things like, is Nintendo looking at something like, could they be looking at, at, at that aspect of it? Or is, is Nintendo wanting to innovate with this or are they just trying to get money? Because yeah. uh, Alex mentioned on on, uh, on Facebook, he was like, well, can they just can we just get a handheld version of Switch? And I was like, well, that's, that's the Switch. You just don't need the dock. <laughs> Right. Because the dock does nothing. The dock just just HDMI outs uh, the signal and it charges. It's a good place to have you know as charging ports and everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
for two hundred fifty dollars, that's still a little pricey for for a handheld. I feel yeah. like that. I feel like that Nintendo's not trying to innovate here. I think they're trying to hit the the uh, the niche market of you know the five to twelve year olds where yeah. parents need to get, buy them something. Do you want to buy all your kids a three hundred dollar Switch? Yeah. No. Do you want to buy them a hundred and fifty dollar whatever? Sure. Yeah. And prediction if they do this prediction a lot of the digital games will work on both oh i can see that let me, let me rephrase that you won't be able to buy them on both you'll oh. be able to buy them here and then buy them here but it will not tie to your account because it's a very nintendo thing to do where they'll like where sony would be like oh we got that on ps4 and vita oh, you can get them both now uh yeah. nintendo would be completely different but you would have a lot of the same games uh, on the other one, so like a toned down switch is what I would imagine it would be. Yeah. Uh, toned down switch, smaller. Uh, most of the games still play on it. Uh, that's my that's my prediction. If that's what they're gonna do, I do have a counter to my own counter argument though. Ooh, counter to counters, yeah. Yeah. So so one of the things that Nintendo has has consistently done, and you can see this in their strategy as they've gone through through various iterations, um, they talked regularly about the the three pillars of of their financial stability. They said they wanted to do uh, home hardware, portable hardware, and um, and software. Yeah. Honestly, I feel that um, because they've combined home and portable into a single wonderful system i think that their third tier of of income where they're able to do things is the mobile market they have managed to get in there and and make some quality games they're still figuring out microtransactions and how to how to best uh occupy the space sure but that is that is an area in which they're going and and honestly i, th I feel like those three things yeah. uh give them the financial stability to mm -hmm. like i said experiment with, uh, with different kinds of, of console things. Yeah, and microtransactions, um, as much as we hate them, microtransactions make so much money. Um, I, I, I heard an interesting statistic, uh, and I can't remember which game it was. It's one of the Call of Duties or something. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't remember, it was some Activision, I'm pretty sure it was Call of Duty. Okay. But uh, it, they were saying like their microtransactions uh, made more money than every other game combined for the sales of every game combined for the past like 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Like, so you could take all of the games that everyone else made for the past 10 or 15 years, maybe even longer than that, and it still doesn't amount to the just the microtransactions off one of those games. Yeah. Um, another one was uh, EA uh, in their in their findings report. They were yeah. they were talking about the FIFA in particular, and they said that their income from microtransactions was four times the amount that they got from game sales themselves. Mm -hmm. You know the average uh, the average of people who buy micro who have spent money on Fortnite, the average amount that people have spent is eighty dollars. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm not in that category. No. <laughs> I'm in that so, I didn't give you anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So extra long episode for you this week. Um I'm really happy to be back. Um, I'm glad to be back with Patrick and, and back with you guys. Um, so let us know if there's anything that we missed down in the comments below. Um, and let us know what you think about uh, Google's Yeti. Cause I'm, there's so much nebulous there. I, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really difficult to tell what the future holds with yeah. that system. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and if someone will, is it something they will roll out quickly or is it something that will just be completely nebulous and stay nebulous? Will it be, Vapor hardware? Is there a term for that? Uh, yes, I believe it's Sega. <laughs> and that's all we have for this week. See, See you, you next later. time.